0: Thank you for speaking of prayer. Thank you for praying for myself and my family as we've been walking through COVID, as many of you guys have. And I've isolated the last week. I'm doing much better. Um, those of you who have had this experience know some, one of the lingering problems is tiredness. So uh, I, I find that still to be a bit of a, an issue. But thank you so much for praying for me. And our family, as many of us had gotten COVID these last uh, couple of weeks. My wife's still at home. She's still not feeling really well, so you can, you can pray for her as well. You know, I was walking in the uh, building today, and somebody asked me, and I realized maybe we haven't said anything about this yet. Uh, some of you know my daughter, Jelaine. She's uh, up here leading worship many times, and she's been pregnant for much longer than she's wanted to be. And uh, she had her baby in uh, back a couple weeks ago. So... Welcome to um, our new grandson. His name is Turner, which is, he's got three names, so it's going to be hard. I know my mommy, you know when your parents yelled at you and they used your full name? Robert Wayne Andrew, that's my full name. I heard that all the time. Robert Wayne Andrew, what are you doing? And his name is Turner, which is my wife's maiden name, James, which is Tim's middle name, and Dimitri which is my dad's Romanian name. My dad and my uncles and aunts all had Romanian names, which is what their first language was, and they had English names when they went to school. And his Romanian name was Dimitri. So, Turner James Dimitri Abramov. There is a a lot there to yell at when you're upset. So uh, we are beginning a new series on prayer, and I have been tasked with the privilege and the joy of starting us off on this whole series and conversation about prayer. Some of you in your circle groups have already been working through the great tools that we have available to work through uh, this whole topic of prayer. One of my favorite stories around prayer is about a little boy at bedtime who's praying with his mom, and he goes, Lord, bless Mommy and Daddy. And then he says, And give me a new bicycle! And his mom said to him, You know what, honey? God's not deaf. And he goes, I know, but Grandma's in the next room, and she is. (laughs) So let me reassure you that God is not deaf. He hears... Now, he may not always respond in the way we expect or the way we want, but he does listen. He does respond in a way that's best for us and accomplishes his purposes. You know when you're a parent and your child gets old enough to use this phrase, you're not listening. You ever had that experience? You're not listening. Well, I've always said to my kids, yes, I'm listening. I just... MAY NOT AGREE WITH WHAT YOU'RE ASKING. I MAY NOT DO WHAT YOU'RE ASKING ME TO DO. BUT I DID HEAR YOU. I DID LISTEN. I CAN REPEAT YOUR WORDS BACK TO YOU. BUT I JUST MAY NOT RESPOND IN A WAY THAT YOU WOULD LIKE ME TO RESPOND. AND AS I'VE TAUGHT IN THE PAST, GOD ANSWERS ALL OUR PRAYERS, BUT NOT ALWAYS IN A WAY THAT WE WANT OR ALWAYS IN THE WAY THAT WE EXPECT. SOMETIMES HE SAYS, YES, I'LL DO EXACTLY WHAT YOU ASKED FOR in THE WAY YOU'VE ASKED FOR IT. Sometimes he says, no, that's not going to happen. That's not best for you. That's not best for the person you're praying for. That's not going to accomplish my plans. Often he says, wait. There's some things I want to do in your life. There's some things I want to accomplish, and I just want you to wait. I want you to hold on because I will respond, but not right now. And sometimes, and I think most often, God says, surprise. I'm going to respond in a way that you don't even expect. I'm going to respond in a way that will surprise you, but will always be what's best for you and always be in a way that accomplishes my purposes. So, today we're starting a series on why pray. And simply speaking, we pray to deepen our relationship with Jesus. All relationships need interaction to be healthy, and this is true in our relationship with Jesus. Through prayer, We listen, and we speak to Jesus. Through prayer, we partner with God in accomplishing His purposes. Now, let me tell you something. I'm gonna be really honest here. I'm a prayer person. I do pray, and I pray throughout the day. I've made that a part of my life. I learned how to pray in my, actually, university years when I attended Faith Baptist Church in my university years here in Saskatoon. AND I LEARNED HOW TO PRAY BY WATCHING PEOPLE AND LISTENING TO PEOPLE PRAY. AND SO I'M A PRAYER PERSON. I DO PRAY. BUT I'M GOING TO BE HONEST WITH YOU AND and YOU GUYS CAN NOD YOUR HEAD BECAUSE YOU PROBABLY HAVE THIS EXPERIENCE TOO. I DO NOT FIND PRAYER TO BE EASY. I FIND PRAYER TO BE A DISCIPLINE. I FIND PRAYER, HONESTLY, TO BE HARD WORK. I HAVE TO BE REALLY ATTENTIVE TO BE A PERSON OF PRAYER. ONE OF THE THINGS I'VE BEEN WORKING ON IN MY LIFE OVER THE DECADES IS BEING A PRAYER PERSON WHO PRAYS THROUGHOUT THE DAY, to, TO WALK WITH GOD THROUGHOUT THE DAY. I REALIZED AT ONE POINT IN MY LIFE, EVEN AS A PASTOR, THAT I WAS LIKE A PRACTICAL ATHEIST. I WAS WALKING THROUGH THE DAY WITHOUT PRAYING. I WOULD PRAY IN THE MORNING. I WOULD PRAY MAYBE AT NIGHT. I'D PRAY WHEN PEOPLE ASKED ME TO. BUT I, I KIND OF LEFT GOD THROUGHOUT THE DAY. SO I'VE BEEN PRACTICING OVER THE DECADES, PRAYING throughout the day. But this takes a lot of work for me. It takes a lot of awareness and attentiveness. This is hard work. It's discipline for me. So, if that's the same with you, that's okay. You know, relationships aren't always easy. And relationship with God, an intangible, invisible being, is not always easy. And it takes hard work and discipline and habit. Some of you AND I KNOW SOME OF YOU PRAY AND IT FLOWS FROM YOU. IT SEEMS EASY. YOU'RE LIKE GIFTED IN FAITH. YOU'RE GIFTED IN PRAYER. THOSE ARE THE KINDS OF PEOPLE, WHEN I WAS A PASTOR, THOSE ARE THE KINDS OF PEOPLE THAT I HAD AS A PRAYER TEAM. AND I WOULD SEND THEM REGULAR PRAYER REQUESTS, AND THEY PRAYED FOR ME, AND I APPRECIATED. I FELT THEIR PRAYERS LIFT ME UP AS I WAS TEACHING, AS I WAS MINISTERING, COUNSELING, WHATEVER I DID, I EXPERIENCED THE POWER OF THEIR PRAYERS. THESE ARE pray- PEOPLE WHO KNEW HOW TO PRAY, AND IT FLOWED FROM THEIR LIVES. SOME OF YOU KNEW A FELLOW NAMED ISAAC PETERS. HE WAS A MAN OF PRAYER. HE PRAYED FOR MANY YEARS WITH OUR CONGREGATION AND FOR OUR CONGREGATION, A GREAT MAN OF GOD. AND uh, ONE TIME, HE CAME UP TO ME AND sa- ASKED ME HOW Dene WAS DOING. DINAE IS OUR MIDDLE... Child. Some of you don't know her. She doesn't live in Saskatoon, but she's our middle child. And I said, what do you mean? How's Danae doing? And he had remembered a number of years before when Danae was in, uh, she was a preschooler and she was diagnosed as being globally delayed, that she would always be behind the people around her by four, five, six, some, some even said eight years that she'd be behind. And would be a challenge for the rest of her life. And I shared that in a, in a sermon. And years later, this makes me a little emotional here. Years later, Isaac Peters came up to me after a service. And he said, how's Danae doing? And I went, but by, by this time, Danae was 14. Let me tell you, Danae had did really well. She, that, she, what they said, and it, at the time seemed accurate, what they said did not happen. She has two degrees, and she's a great teacher in Assiniboia. That did did not happen. And one of the reasons I believe that she is where she is today is because Isaac Peter said to me, since you shared that in your sermon, I have been praying for Danae every day. And I believe his prayers were answered with a yes. ONE OF THE QUESTIONS I HAVE ASKED AND I WANT TO FOCUS ON THIS MORNING FOR THE REST OF OUR TIME OF TEACHING IS, AND PEOPLE HAVE ASKED ME THIS QUESTION TOO, DO MY PRAYERS REALLY MAKE A DIFFERENCE? DO MY PRAYERS REALLY MAKE A DIFFERENCE? ISN'T GOD GOING TO DO WHAT HE PLANS WHETHER I PRAY OR NOT? OR WHEN I PRAY, DOES SOMETHING HAPPEN THAT WOULD NOT HAVE HAPPENED IF I HAD NOT PRAYED? The short answer to both of these questions is yes. Now, that may seem like a contradiction. God's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to fulfill his plans. And my prayers really do make a difference. This is what we call not a contradiction, but a paradox. That's not two physicians walking down the hall. A, par- a paradox. Thank you for those who got that. You'll laugh on your way home. Uh, A paradox is is two truths that run parallel with each other. So yes, God has these plans. He's going to do what he's going to do. And yes, our prayers make a difference. It's not either or. It's both and. God does have a sovereign plan that no one can hinder. And when we pray, it does make a vital difference. The Bible expresses it, these two truths, in this way. Isaiah the prophet, we find his Writings in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, God said this to Isaiah that he was supposed to say to the people, I am God, and there is none like me. My counsel shall stand. I will accomplish my purpose. And then the parallel truth we find in Jesus. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. AND WHATEVER YOU LOOSE ON EARTH WILL BE LOOSED IN HEAVEN. ASK, AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN TO YOU. SEEK, AND YOU SHALL FIND. KNOCK, AND IT SHALL BE OPEN TO YOU. THE ACTUAL GREEK TENSE THERE IS, KEEP ON ASKING, AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN TO YOU. KEEP ON SEEKING, AND YOU SHALL FIND. KEEP ON KNOCKING, AND IT SHALL BE OPEN TO YOU. SO GOD HAS SOVEREIGN PLANS. GOD HAS PLANS THAT HE WILL ACCOMPLISH and no one can stop him from accomplishing these plans. These plans that he has done in the past, these plans he's doing right now, and these plans he's going to do in the future, like creation. God decided out of his love that he was going to create the universe and place us in the universe so that we can have a relationship with him. That was God's sovereign plan. God created the nation of Israel. He was going to accomplish his purposes OUT OF THIS GROUP OF PEOPLE. GOD CAME AS JESUS TO GIVE HIS LIFE FOR US SO THAT WE MIGHT HAVE LIFE ABUNDANT AND ETERNAL, TO ESTABLISH HIS KINGDOM. GOD ESTABLISHED THE CHURCH, THE FOLLOWERS OF JESUS, THE COMMUNITY OF CHRIST. THAT'S A SOVEREIGN PLAN OF GOD. AND SOMEDAY, JESUS IS GOING TO RETURN, AND THERE WILL BE A NEW HEAVEN AND A NEW EARTH, AND NOTHING CAN STOP THAT. THAT IS GOD'S SOVEREIGN PLAN, AND THAT'S GOING TO HAPPEN. THERE ARE SOVEREIGN PLANS THAT GOD HAS. THAT HE HAS DONE AND WILL CONTINUE TO DO THAT NOTHING CAN STOP. NOW THERE ARE ALSO SPECIFIC OPPORTUNITIES AND SITUATIONS THAT DEPEND ON OUR PRAYERS. THERE ARE SPECIFIC OPPORTUNITIES AND SITUATIONS THAT DEPEND ON OUR PRAYERS. CONNECTING PEOPLE TO JESUS DEPENDS UPON OUR PRAYERS. PROTECTION AND PROVISION, BINDING AND LOOSING, HEALING AS WE SAW LAST WEEK. Those depend upon our prayers. We are in partnership with God. God works with us to accomplish his purposes. Our prayers have eternal consequences. The war is won. Read the book of Revelation. The war is won. But there are many battles yet to be fought we win those battles through prayer. So we we surrender to God's sovereign purposes, releasing what we cannot control into his loving hands. And we pray specific, persistent prayers that extend and deepen the kingdom of Jesus. Now, there are three truths that I want you to keep in mind as we pray. Three important truths to keep in mind as we pray. The first truth is this God will not force a person to respond to our prayers. God respects the free will of others. So, this means we need to be attentive to our prayers. This needs to be, we need to be thoughtful about what we're praying. Don't just pray, God, do this in somebody's life. God, do this in somebody's life. You know, one of the things I encounter, I used to do a lot of uh, premarital and marital counseling, and one, sometimes some people would say to me, I-, I just want a miracle in my marriage. And I would say to them, now don't get shocked and rust the stage here, I believe in miracles, but one of the things I'd say to him, stop praying for a miracle in your marriage Start praying that God would work a transformational work in your life, that you would be the most loving person that you can be. Start praying for your spouse, that they would experience the presence and power of God, that they too would experience transformation. Don't pray against their will. God's not going to respond against somebody's will, and we need to keep that in mind when we're praying. So that means when we're praying, we need to be attentive to what we're saying. We need to be careful and aware of what we're saying. We need to pray intelligently and thoughtfully when we're praying. Don't pray that your spouse, your neighbor, your boss is nicer. I know you want to pray that. I know when you're going to work. God, make my boss a lot nicer than they are. Don't pray that way. Pray instead that they would be aware of the impact of their behavior on others. Pray for the wisdom to speak the truth in love to those people that may treat you in a way that is harmful. Pray that you would be an example of how to love others, especially how to love the people who don't love you or treat you well. That's how you pray. You pray attentively, aware, thoughtfully. That's the first truth. The second truth we need to remember when we're praying is we cannot pray ourselves out of the consequences of our choices and behaviors. God is not an enabler. God is not an enabler. He lets you experience the consequences, the choices of your of the the consequences of your choices and behaviors. Which brings us to our third truth. Remember, as you're praying, God does not always change our circumstances, but he always wants to change us. God does not always change our circumstances, but he always wants to change us. Our prayers do make a difference in the lives of others. The greatest difference they make is in our own lives. One very, very wise person wrote this. It is strange that in our prayers we seldom ask for a change in character, but always ask for a change in circumstances. Prayer should change who we are and what we do. Do our prayers really, really make a difference? Absolutely. Our prayers move the hand of God. One of my favorite authors on prayer said this, God only moves in the the response to our prayers. God only moves in response to our prayers. Now, he's not referring to God's sovereign plans. He's referring to the day-to-day battles that have yet to be determined, where our lives and the lives of others are at stake where we can impact our community and our church, where we can, through prayer, release blessings and bind the work of the evil one. Through our prayer, we move the hand of God. If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled by the truth that you move in response to our prayers. We are humbled with this amazing and overwhelming responsibility. And as we walk through this series on prayer, as we live our lives in a way that would honor and glorify our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray you would teach us to pray. That you would inspire us to pray. That you would enable us to pray. That you would empower us to pray. We pray that we would not leave this teaching unaware of what you want to accomplish through our lives through prayer. That we would take seriously this very important responsibility. We thank you Lord Jesus, that we can pray in your name and your power and your authority. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empower us to pray. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you respond to our prayers far beyond our comprehension and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen.